0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: I would say if you are, or you're at the point, you're on that brink, you can feel it, you just need something to push you over, whatever that leap is, take it. Take your chance. Take a chance on
0: yourself. Do it. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life. like today's guest grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in all right everybody i'm chaz wolf i'm the host gathering the kings and i've got wesley trippett on the show today what's up dude hey chaz how's it going today good man I'm, i'm thankful that another bearded fella has been successful in business, so I can talk to you, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's actually had a mess up probably about
1: maybe three months ago, and, and nicked it a little bit farther than I wanted to. I'm oh, glad no. it Start to kind of fill back in a little bit. Come yeah. back in. Yeah. That's
0: awesome, man. Yeah, the the beard, especially yours, being red, man. You know, actually, yeah. Yeah, I had I had a guy a couple of weeks on the show, and his was his was red and much bigger than mine. Big even, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, good friend. <laughs> yeah, there you go, dude. Yeah, what kind of business? What kind
0: of business do you have?
1: So we are in fencing and automated gate systems. So anything Love from that. a residential, commercial fence around your house, around your property or
0: automated gate to keep the driveway secure keep people out. Yeah, man. I, I just moved into custom home build. We were just talking about it off offline. Yep. And and I need a guy like you in Kansas City. So I need a, I need a nice. In fact, in fact, I was going to put like the last name or maybe like an like a like a elk yeah in the Absolutely. in the in the gate
1: do you guys do that too i have guys that build that so we do fabricate right. some but i'll tell yeah. you there, there's some guys that can do some amazing work and i'd much rather have them put something and then together you'll just install it <laughs> that's it that's it that's go. exactly right well i know the function in the and the the back of it the back end Absolutely. of it i can make it work
0: <laughs> that's awesome man well and i think there's even there's even success in what you're saying basically you're staying in your lane and you're not yep. trying to cover up too many spots. So I'm, I'm super anxious to get into your story. You're at the seven figure mark, obviously, since you're on the show, but we yep. want to dig into your story and how you've gotten there. But before we do, at this level in the game, right, because you've been at this level for a minute and you're still pushing. So like, oh, yeah, why? Why do you feel like you have to keep going even at this level?
1: Well, I've always been a builder. I always enjoy the process of seeing progress. That's yeah. something I've always enjoyed, whether it be just little little games around a house or playing playing baseball, trying to get that, get that average up just a little bit higher. I mean, that's always been me. I, I just enjoy yeah. the, I enjoy the process of that. So, but you also have to factor in, I mean, I have three young kids, so I, I am nowhere near, <laughs> I nowhere near have them set basically yeah. is kind of the way I look at it. So it, there's a lot, a lot of drive behind that as well.
0: Yeah, man. I love, I love each time that we've chatted, the kids have always come up, even in just in our conversations, we were just talking about mowing and and, you know, you miss the time with the kiddos because that's obviously a huge part of, of why you've done what you've done. It is, is, uh, is the kiddos. Yep. Yeah, they're, they are a big. They are a big part of my why. That's for sure. That's cool, man. It's cool that I guess probably was it always like that or, or did you know even before having kids that was a big part of who you were? Or like, how did you get to that? Why? No,
1: I'll tell you what. It's funny because me and my wife, we talk about it and and we're we're done at three that's plenty that's, that's that's more than enough but we always we always beforehand talked about am i are we going to have this that one two sure. whatever and i always said is you know i don't know do i want them i mean i'm i'm pretty selfish with my time i yeah. i have things that i want to do and do i always want to dedicate it to having kids but i'll tell you what it's it's a total different experience i mean for those that have them you know for those that don't you will if, if you get to that it's it's definitely yep. a different drive for sure
0: so, yeah, I, mean, man, I wasn't there's, always one to
1: have it. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, and then now that you do, it, it provides a, a level of like, like you said, drive purpose. Why? But it's like a whole nother level. You don't even understand that that level even exists until you have that driving force. That's the truth. Absolutely right. For sure. Okay. Well, let's go back into your story a little bit here. Take me back to where entrepreneurship started for you first
1: yeah so I grew up with my whole family basically was were entrepreneurs my my awesome. stepdad started this business that i that I now own he started this back in ninety two okay. uh, my dad had uh, my my blood dad had a mace or a concrete type company that he, sure. that he had for, for a while. My aunt has another successful fence company in the area. So that's a, wow. that's another story. But so <laughs> a, a lot of the people in my, in my life were, were that way. So it was, I guess, yeah. something that was just kind of normal. I mean, it was just something yeah. that, that that's kind of what you kind of did when you got to the point where you're ready to do it. And that's kind of what we
0: did. Exactly. I love that, that you had that surrounded by you. Cause that was just totally not my story. And I think that there's plenty of listeners out there especially, you know, when when you have like they're all contractors, right? And so like when you know different verticals of service companies, you know, you got the the fencer, the fencing guy, you got the concrete guy, you got the flooring guy, you know, so forth yep. and so on and so and a lot of times it's a big family. So I think that that just provided for you just a really cool experience. So with that being said though, we've talked about a couple of things, you know, off air that has because of that it pushed you into wanting to do a business in a certain way. And so talk to me about like, okay, so you got the influence of being around business owners, but like, why do you do your business? Maybe a little different.
1: Well, I, I I'm kind of a provider, so I'm always trying to look to provide whether it be a lot of the people that work with me or family, as well as some others that aren't obviously. But I like to provide, and I like to make sure that that we're growing so that everybody can do the same. Yeah. In the past, my my stepdad owned the business. He was kind of more of the let's do what we need to do so we can have fun, and he wasn't really looking to 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 grow the business. It right. really wasn't something he was into. But for me. With the family members, as well as the, the team members that we have, it's important that they can provide for their families as well. And I think that yeah. growth is the only way for that to happen. It's a great, great small business when you're just doing gates and just a couple of guys. But if you really right. want them to be able to provide as well, you have to take that next step.
0: Yeah, I love I love how you've positioned that as almost now it's your responsibility. You know, I I just... I had this conversation often with guys like you at this level, because you've taken an ownership or a personal responsibility for your team now, and then their families. So it's like a whole nother level of like, whoa, like, right, <laughs> I now have a whole nother role of significance, you know, of, of people that are counting on me. Yep. And so I can totally appreciate that. Why do you think that whether it's your stepdad or just people in general, a lot of business owners, why do you think that they they try to just stay small or, or not want to grow the business. They just kind of keep it, you know, fun. Like you said.
1: Yeah. I would say probably a, a, a fear of fear of that responsibility. I mean, it is a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. And some people yeah. don't want that. They, they're comfortable going out, doing the work, keeping, sorry, my cat wants to jump up here, but they're comfortable keeping keeping it where it's at and, and keeping it as what they know and not want to step out any further. Not that, yeah. that that's a bad thing. There's some people that do very well with that and, and that's yeah. really what they want. And they're able to provide for what they want to provide for. Everybody's wants and needs yeah. and, and drives are different. So, but that's right. I, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably it.
0: So so, what if, if I'm if I'm hearing you right? The person that's listening right now, if they want to, basically, you know, like it's it's hard to say it as if as if it's like not, not I'm looking down on it, but like yeah. they want to stay small, they want to just do their little thing. That, that that's okay, obviously, and I agree with you. That's okay, but I'll I do think that it, there's a level of selfishness that comes with that, right? Yes, yeah. there's no, a absolutely. level of of play into a big entrepreneur like you or I who we say, okay, well, because I want to serve more people, more clients, more team members, more team members, families, then it's just going to take more. And so then you just level up another time, whether, you know, of course, there's always going to be stressors or overwhelm in the business, but you you just, you, you got to level up. You got to become better. You got to become yep. a better leader, a better owner, a better, a better person. Right. That's, that's absolutely the truth. There's definitely a dedication
1: that it takes to making yourself a better leader. I think that's a, a big part of it. You're not just, yeah have one or two guys that now you're working with you're maybe you're not touching every employee at every day i mean you also have to be leading them without physically being there doing
0: it who Um, says you're a good enough leader that where they they want you to interact with them every day you know i don't i don't believe i am which is why i'm always trying (laughs) to get better (laughs) well and it's like okay that that's just self-presuming that that you couldn't find somebody who's better than you who could be involved with them every single day
1: oh they i'm certainly sure i probably could (laughs) And That's okay. If I can find somebody yeah. that, that's going to do that, that's fantastic.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, I just liken it to, you know, all areas of growth, right? Like, you know, you've, you've mentioned you have a wife, you have mentioned you have children, like at some point you, you, you just decided that, well, what we had last year was last year. Like that was cool and all, but like, that was last year. Like, you know, I don't know, like <laughs> you always yeah. want more in your marriage. You want more in your family. You want more, like, it just would make sense that you'd want more in your business. So yep. I think if you're listening right now and these these words that, that Wes and I are going back and forth on, if it makes sense, then you're in the right place. If if you're just like, heck no, then, then it just growing the business isn't for you, which is, it's, it's not a bad thing, but I would say you're on this podcast for a reason. And I would actually right. venture to say that it is a problem for you. It may not be a problem for the other guy, but it's a problem for you. And so you have to grow just like Wes is saying right now. So Wes, yeah. tell us about like, on the journey to seven figures, right? You're like, you're -hmm. you're doing fences, you're doing gates, like the X is in the the business. You're at the six-figure mark. You're trying to press it. You You might get him real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All All right, so from an angle of being six figures, right? Like that's who the listener is right now. They're listening to you. You're up at the top of the mountain. You've made it, right? Thinking back in your story before you were seven figures and you're grinding it out, like you're just trying to get to that level. Tell me about a good decision that you made that just sticks out as like a, okay, that was a huge point in the business and it should be applicable for, for the listener. And you know what I, and that's that's pretty easy for me. I reached out. I'm
1: actually in a b and i group I got a relationship with the business coach, and that was something nice. that I thought was a big that's a big thing that's that's really helped us. I know fencing I know gates. I grew up in the business i know I know what to do, but yeah. sometimes being forced into that or at least pressured to to hold myself accountable was important totally. I definitely think that was a big step for us um uh, awesome. was was when i I hooked up with him it's, I've probably been with him three years now
0: or so. Wow. So, yeah. It's been, how been how long did you know him or know of coaching before you decided to go? You know what? I need to do that. You know, I'm I'm a little bit of a, when it comes to something like that, when I see
1: that it might work, I jump in. So okay. I, I probably knew him. Maybe I met him maybe six months before I decided okay. to sit down okay. with him and kind of go yeah. over. But once I started talking with him and I could kind of see that this was going to be a good step. I jumped in and we kind of, we
0: kind of went from there. So do you think um, making decisions quickly like that? I mean, not that six months is a quick decision, but like, I mean, is that, is that valuable as an entrepreneur? in industry? Yeah, it
1: is. I I definitely think you have to be able to do it. There are times when I'm a little bit slower with it than a lot of people, but I I kind of overanalyze sometimes my, um my disc assessment. I'm a C, so I like to see Uh, all the details, but, but yeah, so I do think it's important though. You have to be able to jump on an opportunity or something that you see that's going to help you without, without question. We're in the middle of switching CRMs right now, and we're mid busy season. I mean, this is something that I looked at it. I said, you know what? This is something that's going to help us. Let's do it. So it wasn't like let's wait until the spring or, or the fall or winter. It's it's yep. going to help us now, so let's get on and do it. Because sometimes and, you got to. If do anything,
0: that. let's speed up the process. That's it, and that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's been <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love I love that angle of just going for it when you know. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't know, just get more information. It's not that you right. need to hesitate. Just, just get get the information that you need. The classic decision blocker is is information. Just get the information, and then boom, make the decision. Yep. That's it. Okay, well, let's flip the coin and let's talk about a bad decision that you made that just was you know, almost catastrophic.
1: Yeah. So I actually, this happened, I want to say about two years ago, coming up on two years. I took a project with the subcontractor on a, on an Air Force base and it was a good project. The sub, the, who we were subbing through kind of drug their feet on what everything needed to be done. We ended up designing a lot of it. That wasn't part of our contract. Mm -hmm. And because it was the prestige of having this project that i wanted Mm -hmm. to do it wanted to do it at 125 percent of our best and i wanted everything to be right i overstepped our rules i mean i was doing the i was doing all of the stuff that wasn't in our contract i never ended up billing for the i didn't i ended up billing for it but i didn't on schedule bill for for one of the draws we should have and trusted that they were going to get it done well come the end of the project they ended up going bankrupt And here we are two years later, waiting on 70% of the, of the pay of the project. So, and that, yeah, I mean, we were, I mean, we're small business for the most part. So that one, it hurt. (laughs) It hurt. And, and still to this day, I mean, I still get court notifications of whether they're doing, they're doing this or that or, or whatever. So, yeah. So that was probably the worst decision. It wasn't taking the project. It was not following the, it was not following not, the rules of of making right. sure you weren't overstepping.
0: Yeah, well, and 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 more so even than that, what I'm hearing you say for the listener is that you you actually you over the reason that you overstepped was because of the fear of not being the best or or wanting the project to be perfect or Correct. wanting to try to control the scenario. You know, it's so like it. so many things that we do as entrepreneurs where we just stick our hands in things thinking that we're trying to control it yep i'm all about personal responsibility so i i I, going back two years i probably you know maybe we would have been in the same boat just trying to make it make it make you know sense in that moment right but knowing that you know that now what like how would you go about that situation different you know
1: i would have been more upfront and more this is what it is i mean we we cannot progress any further unless we get this second draw we if you're i'm happy to design it we can work on that but here's what it's going to be. I mean, I'd get paid for my time. I mean, there was a lot of time that that I didn't get paid for just because I thought I was doing the right thing or because I wanted the prestige of the job. I wanted the job to be 110%, 110%. but it it just, when it comes down to it, it's still not, not worth not making money at it. I mean, or or here we are, if I would have just done that, I probably wouldn't have gotten burned for the amount of time, probably a whole month's worth of work that we did and haven't seen anything for it. So
0: yeah. It's actually a good reminder. I think for everybody listening that you can provide value, but it doesn't always have to be free. And also the going above and beyond or doing what's right doesn't always look like you just you giving things. Uh, it, it can be mutual, meaning like what you said, I can come to the table. I can say, absolutely. I can take a look at going outside of our scope. Here's what it would look like. Here's what the time frame it would be like being a good communicator in that, like you said, Would have aligned with what it is that they actually needed, but not put you out. You still would have been able to provide value, gotten them out of a pinch, been able to go above and beyond, but still gotten the reward of getting paid. (laughs) Exactly, that's exactly right. So,
1: and and that that's that's all it is. Just the communication. I think that the word that you you had there is big. If I would have just communicated, I'm I'm not one to blame anybody for anything. I'm sorry that they got put in that circumstance, which in turn, it's horrible for us, but, but there's definitely things that I could have done differently. And, and that's kind of what you take away from it.
0: A hundred percent. I think that that's a common theme, obviously, when I ask folks of what they, what they've done wrong, it's, it's a quick, you know, about what I did wrong, but then quickly what I learned and what I would do differently. And I think that that approach, what you're saying is, is the, the more important thing to realize. And so, so did you make changes to your contract? Do you negotiate differently now? Like, uh yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, we've we've been in that circumstance maybe once or twice since, and it's been a quick. Hey, we're we're happy to move forward. We're coming up on the deadline here for the for the uh, draw. Let's yep. let's get this taken care of. And we haven't got to the point where we've had to do anything other than that. Yeah. So, and 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 I'm probably a little bit pickier on who we're working for too. So that's part uh, of it. But
0: yeah. But that's okay. You live and you learn. That's right. That's good. You know, one of the that you made me think of there as you were talking about the prestige of the product, you know, or the of the project, it, you know, my many years in sales, I would train sales reps and and entrepreneurs too, but about not having like this like commission breath, you know. And you you can't be so hungry for the deal that you're willing to do whatever because then it actually like pushes away the client, right? So you, yep. you act as if you've got, whether you do or not, you have all these deals in the pipeline. And so that way you have posture so that you can deal your deal, your, deal with your prospect like a professional and not a beggar, right? But it's the commission breath, or in this case, like you're saying, the prestige of having this notoriety under my belt of doing this project and like, wow, look at me. It actually clouded your judgment in that moment of what you were willing to do like commission breath does for sales reps. 100%. Crazy. It makes, you, it makes you do crazy, crazy things.
1: It will. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you have to have a confidence with you, especially in sales. Totally. And yep. you, you can't, like you said, you're not looking at your bet. You don't want to beg for the job because one, you're not going to make any money when you start throwing things in. Two, you're going to look like you need it. And when you look like you have to have it, people can sense that. So you have to have some sort of a confidence to you and, and know that know that you're offering something that has value.
0: That's right. 100%. All right. So let's talk about a process. We've talked about good and bad decision here. What, what do you do, if anything, that leads you to making a good choice? Like now you've, you've experienced highs and lows. Do you follow any sort of process of making decisions or is there any sort of discipline that you and the wifey or you and your team go through?
1: Well, I, I think as far as the processes in the business, we, we, have implemented a lot of different things over the past, past couple of years. I say one of the biggest, we have team meetings. So we kind of go over a lot of stuff. I'm pretty open. A lot of, a lot of people may not be, I'm pretty open with my guys. They know what the company goals are. They know where we're going. They know where we're trying to go. (laughs) And uh, I think that's been a big part and trying to get people on board is, is, if you keep them in the dark it's harder to lead them i mean if they know where they're going it it helps yeah. so i would say that's probably one of the biggest is having the having the weekly we have a weekly meeting every monday and we go over everything whether we're going over we got a new refrigerator here's the rules for it or if we have something something as small as that or or hey like we're doing now we're switching we're switch, switching our crm and and this is going to be the process and and we take any input so during those meetings it's not just me talking it's so we're all listening as well. So I think that's been a big part.
0: That's cool, man. Obviously when, when you're at this level, it's not just you making the decision potentially. So you've nope. got some guys to be considered of your, your team members, whatever it might be. Yep. Do you think that for the, for the person listening right now at the six figure mark, maybe they've got, you know, a person or two or maybe even five or 10 on their team. How, how would you look back And how, and when you, when you had just that small team, like, would you have done anything different that, you know, now that you didn't know then? Yes, absolutely. Tons of things, but, (laughs) but (laughs) right
1: off the bat, trust your team more.
0: That's really it. Delegate,
1: make sure that, that if somebody's ready to do something, especially if they're saying they're ready and they want to do more, which was my case, uh, let them do it, let them do it. And nobody's going to do everything exactly the way you do it. And because they're doing it different, doesn't mean they're doing it wrong. So I would definitely say, let your, let your team grow. Don't hold them back.
0: Yeah. That's so good. And so true. I'm just thinking like of that person right now who just heard you say that and they're like, yeah, but, and then doubt and scarcity and like, but what if they don't do it right? And then I'm going to lose the client and then X, Y, Z and, and you know, all the, all the things, right? Right. Like you and I both know exactly what that feeling
1: is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if they do something wrong, pick up, communicate with, with a client and move forward. Yeah. I mean, it, not everybody's going to do everything the way you want it to be done all the
0: time. That's right. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's a, it's a good, I mean, like what you're saying is a hundred percent true to remember on the backside of that though, is that if, if you're the only person doing it, then there's no chance you're getting to some figures, no chance.
1: Oh yeah. No, I mean, you can't, you can't do it on your own unless you, you hit the lottery and you put that into your business bank account. I mean, there's no way yeah. to earn it. You definitely need help.
0: Yeah. it's, and it's almost like, you know, I, I, I compare like, you know, folks that, you know, that grow a big business as, you know, like some people I think of as like narcissistic or greedy or, you know, all about themselves. Right. Cause they're wanting to grow. Yep. But it, I think it's actually the reverse when someone doesn't, they're the ones that like, like. How arrogant are you to think you that know. you can't find anyone else? Oh, as good if not better. Absolutely. Yeah. No. When you when you have gotten to the point where you can
1: kind of look back on that, that's the truth. By you yeah. not letting them grow, you're being you're being selfish, and yeah. you're you're really saying that you can't do it as good as me. So I'm not going to let you try. So yeah, that's definitely the case.
0: Yeah, I, I I just um you know the listener can't can't see you, but you know, just everything that you've done, even just your facial expressions. When we talk about your people, you just light up and I can, I don't even know your team, but I know you've got a couple of guys on your team that you really care for, obviously, because yeah. even just in telling these stories, you've lit, you've lit up about, you know, them raising their hand saying, I want more. And I'm sure you were thinking of that one guy when you like, they, he does it completely different than me, but that's okay. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs>
1: that's it. That's exactly right. He may not communicate the way that I thought I would, or he should, but right. he
0: gets it done and, and he does what has to be done. Yep. that's right. That's good. Okay, we're going to switch over to the speed round here. Cool. And the first question is always the same. And in your business, you track a lot of things, I'm sure. You've got a CRM. You're, you're changing to a new CRM. There's lots of things that you track inside of a CRM. But if there was only one metric that you could pick and to track it forever and ever, what would it be?
1: In our world, it'd be gross profit.
0: Okay. High level gross profit.
1: Yeah, every job, every single job. I want to know what we made on every single job just that day. I know what we need to make in the business, and we'll, we can factor all that right on down. But yep. if we're making a certain percentage or amount gross profit per day, I know, yep. I know we're good, and I, I'll deal with the sales. But yep. if we're producing at this this amount, I'm good.
0: That you understand the rest of it. That's good, man. I love how that's how my brain works. Also, but some people don't understand what that means when you can just give one metric or one, especially if you're talking about like a sales related metric and how the rest of the business should in your brain go, brrr, and then, you know, the rest of it too. Yep. Not that, you know, every last little thing, but that, that one number should give you the rest of the story pretty quickly. Yep. If you can manage it from top on top down like that. Okay. Next question is what book would you recommend that a six figure owner read <laughs> trying to get to the seven figure?
1: I've seen a couple of I've read, I've, I do the audible. So I go through a bunch of different ones, but I would say the best one would probably be the extreme owner, extreme ownership. And that was a fantastic book, all about owning things that are going on around you. Not, not blaming or pushing blame or anything like that. It's all about making sure that you're owning your situations. Yeah. I love Jocko. Yeah, me too. That was cool. It was a good book very good. Yeah.
0: And you know, and it's what I love in that book too, actually, he breaks down a lot of it, obviously extreme ownership stuff, but how that then plays into your team and how that plays into other parts of the business. And so yeah, fantastic recommendation. Thanks for that. And, and Jocko a great guy to follow too. So next question is, do you intentionally network or mastermind? You already mentioned the BNI group. Do you, mm-hmm. do you do you mastermind or get, get together with other entrepreneurs on a regular basis at all? And why?
1: I would say outside of the BNI group, I mean, we do things outside of it. I would say that we do, I have a couple of Facebook groups that I'm a part of. I have a couple of sure. friends that are, that are also part owners in businesses. Yeah. So I would say, Socially, somewhat, I, I would think probably more than more of my friends are owners or part or owners in any of anything than my friends that are art. not.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, 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 obviously, but whether it was a what's the phrase birds of a feather flock together, right? Yep. Um, that's it. And so I guess the 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 value there that you found around having or keeping those friends is that you can talk business or that you can refer people like what what's what what, what should the listener yeah. be hearing both I
1: enjoy okay. I mean I, I the networking part of it I I personally which is why I'm I'm part of the BNI group um I enjoy having people to to refer so when I'm out looking at your property, even if I don't have the sale yet. I mean when I'm I'm there taking a look and and you got a big landscaping issue. I know I know four guys right off the bat. I got somebody for you right here. Yeah. Let me hand you these guys' names. I enjoy helping. I mean that's what I do. That's totally. that's what we do. We we help people when it just ends up being fence. Yeah. So if you need an HVAC guy or a painter or anything like that, I, I like sure. having having a contact that I can hand out just
0: to just to help out a little bit and and in return what it does actually whether you mean to it or not it brings you value with the client right like yeah trust bring, them. yeah 100% that that you're looking out for them that you've you've done the due diligence on these guys you can they're they're trustworthy you know yep. all that fun stuff i love that Absolutely. perspective do do your sales guys kind of follow the same process like do you have them refer folks out i'll tell you what currently it's just me i'm just okay. i'm the only sales guy but we i do so
1: my my the office Whenever somebody calls, if they have an issue, they say, right. I'm sure Wes has somebody. Let me, let me yeah, get exactly. that contact and and get back to you. So they know to, to do that. They know totally. that that's what we, that's what we do. And whether it even be some, one of the guys out in the field and the customer, when they're installing, installing the fence or gate and the customer mentioned something or what, well, right. Yeah. Let me get a hold of Wes. He's got somebody to help you.
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Well, so that's, so that's, uh, that's gotta be somewhere on the near future for you is hiring a sales team, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly going to end up being there. I, I can't run it all. I can't do it all, even though we've changed our process up a good bit where I'm not running quite as much as I was before, but sure.
0: it certainly is something that's going to happen. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for yeah. you on that. Okay. Last question. You ready? Yep. If you lost it all, there was no, there was not, not one more fence to install.
1: <laughs> not <more laughs> What would you do, man?
0: What would you do, Wes? All right. If there's no fence to install
1: anywhere. I don't know, man. I'd start something else up you know what i like it's a weird one really odd it's gonna sound real weird but it's something for whatever reason it's always been something i've like you know there's something to do there even if it's yeah. nice and simple it's clean up of a yard when we go out to put a fence in there's dog crap all over the yard there's a yeah. business there there's a way to pick that up and, and uh, get 100%. rid of it and, yeah i mean so if all the fences are done it mean that means there's tons of pets out there so maybe that's what we would do
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I, I was just on a pod with a guy who as a kid, he would mow, mm-hmm. pick up the poo and, yep. and something else, you know? And so maybe that's something that as a little side business for your, for your kiddos, like yep. you go out, you install the fence, you say, Hey, Mr. Johnson, I'm going to refer you to little Susie. She happens to be my daughter, but you got stuff in your yard and she, she come by, and pick it up every month.
1: <laughs> yeah, you won't have to anymore. <laughs> yep. That's exactly yeah, exactly. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I said, it's really weird. It's a weird one. I, I love pets. I mean, that's pop, yeah. par, partly why I'm probably into fencing, but I, I enjoy, once we put that fence up, I enjoy the pictures, the videos of all the dogs and, and uh, totally. pets that get to run around the yard now that they didn't get to do that before. Yeah. Um, so pets are, pets are, are big to me. So that is probably, would be somewhere in that field probably.
0: You know, it's funny. I, I had never, when you said fencing, when, when I've heard fencing for 35 years of my existence. I never I mean of course you think pets yes but like the the mission of like freeing pets like that's what you're doing you're on a yep. mission to free pets like yep. to get them off the porch and get them off the the couch, you know, <laughs> yep. you're, you're freeing, freeing dogs pets. all over
1: the world. <laughs> you're also freeing their parents. they they're a peace of mind. Let them yeah. run, get some energy out, but also parents of, of kids. I mean, you think about that, it, that, you the, of course, let yes. the, let the kids go out and, and let them play in the yard on the play set. And you don't have to be just hawking over them, making sure they're not right. running out it's outside the yard.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, man. I, gosh, I love the connection to that. Like I guess I, I live in an area where we have acreage, so I don't have a, a big fence, but when you say it like that, that changes the meaning of the entire business. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's what we do. <laughs> that's something that's that you can I get do. a
0: team around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Okay, dude. Well, you've been incredible here today. Any last thoughts for the listener who is at six figures trying to get to seven? What, what, what last little nugget can you drop in here for him?
1: You know, I would say if you are, or you're at the point, you're, on that brink you can feel it you just need something to push you over whatever that leap is take it take your chance take a chance on yourself
0: do it i love it that'd be it yeah i love how you said take a chance on yourself too because that's really what it is that's really what it is you got to believe in yourself first good stuff man well we wish you absolutely nothing but success where can someone find you if they connected with you today and they want to reach out and they want to chat with you Definitely. I mean, I'm I'm on Facebook. Wesley Trivette's my name. You can
1: get me on there. Messenger. We have our Facebook page for the business, Leading Edge Gates and Controls LLC, and then we also have our website that we have that all of the the fencing as well as our our gate stuff on there. It's www.leadingedgegates.com.
0: Nice. I love it, dude. Well, again, we appreciate you being on the stage today. Thanks for sharing your nuggets with us. Congrats on all your success so far, and I'm sure you'll continue to rock it. Awesome, Chaz. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners, is that It's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically, who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 kings. Talk soon.